What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Halftime Snacks podcast. This show features short interviews that you can listen during the halftime of your favorite sports events. Every Tuesday, I host fun conversations with talented people in the sports industry, where we'll learn from their stories, knowledge, and experiences. So go grab your favorite snack and come snack with us. Are you ready? Let's go. Today I'm going to introduce another guest, another massive guest to the Halftime Snacks. This man is based in Singapore, which is literally the other side of the world from where I'm at. And he has a solid, solid background in law. Uh, and he is today the CEO and founder of Trident Strategy. Trident Strategy is really a, a consultancy firm, a legal advisor, uh, advisory firm that consults clients worldwide in several areas in sports related to things like sponsorships, investments, rights, esports, football, you name it. Uh, this man is going to give us a lot of lessons on things that he's, he's done and things that he's planning to do and trends and perspectives around sports and the industry. So I can't wait for this to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce Dinesh Natarajan. Dinesh, welcome to the Halftime Snacks, mate. How are you? Good, thanks, Rodan. Thanks for the uh, hyped intro. It's always lovely to hear that energy from you. Yeah, mate, absolutely. You're more more than welcome. Uh, we actually recently connected, and I, as soon as I heard what you were doing, I wanted to bring you on to the Halftime Snacks to discuss more about what you and what you do. But before that, we're going to start off with a fun icebreaker. And the one that I have for you is that I want to ask you, who is your favorite soccer player of all times? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a tough one. Um, so if you ask me sentimentally, uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan myself. Uh, Robbie Fowler was a, was a player I admired growing up. But in terms of my favorite player watching him is uh, Andreas Iniesta, who I think is just an intelligent player. So if you just ask for a boyhood favorite, uh, it's Robbie Fowler. Uh, Footballing-wise, Andreas Iniesta. Nice, nice. Those are, those are very solid answers. And um, I think... I think I share your opinion on on the one on Andres. I'm a Chelsea fan, so I'm not gonna be able to comment a lot on on the Liverpool one. But Andres Iniesta, man, tons of respect. Uh, one of the legends and greatest of all times. Um, let's talk now a little bit more about about you and about Trident, um, Trident Strategy, the the firm that you founded and that you own and currently run. So, how about you maybe share a little bit more with us about what Trident is. Uh, how exactly you came up with it. Uh, I know that you started it um, during the pandemic. So maybe share a more about this around the story, uh, what your wife said when you <laughs> when you told her, yeah, I'm going to start this this firm. Share with us maybe a little bit more about the story, what it is and how it came to be what it is today. Sure. Uh, so I, I have a background in law. I spent five years doing litigation and dispute resolution work. And then I moved in-house to do legal and regulatory work. And in the midst of that, I, I am a big sports fan, as you mentioned. And I always wanted to be in the business of sports. And one of those things that always intrigues me and the space that I always endeavor to be in is where football, business, and international affairs could intersect, right? So I, I told myself, why not start something on my own, right? Every crisis is an opportunity. And since everyone is going through the same crisis, uh, it puts us all on almost a level playing field. 
So I said, you know, I, I, I enjoy being the middleman, uh, leveraging of contacts, a uh, little bit of expertise here, there. And I came out with Trident and I focused on two key verticals here, strategic partnerships and sports. So under the strategic partnership umbrella, I focus on marrying investments and investors in the PE, M&A and VC space. And in sports, uh, the focus is very much on football. We look into getting private equity deals into leagues, clubs, associations, sponsorship deals, partnerships where possible, and a bit of e-games as well today with uh, the thriving NFTs, tokenizations, uh, digital asset space. So that's a quick overview of Trident. And outside of work, I'm involved in a fair bit of non-profit work in the leadership space. Uh, so as part of the United Nations Young Leaders Program, uh, I'm also a representative of the World Business Angel Investors Forum. So there are several other things in this space that I'm involved in. And uh, yeah, that's where I am. And that's where I see myself. Reaction at home to that, of course, skeptical. You could have you know, stuck <laughs> to a comfortable job. Why are you doing this? But uh, they, I think they knew that you know, I had a passion for this. So that, that gives them some confidence and some solace. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually love it because it, it, it shows. It's a perfect example of how uh, you don't really need to be um, working in sports or having you know a degree in sports management or stuff to start to get involved. Uh, it reminds me a lot of how I started to get involved. I just went off and started creating content around sports. And once you start like putting yourself out there and and talking to people that could be interested in the things that you're interested, they start to like resonate and they it, it works like as a magnet that they you pull. Uh, and attract that type of, of people. So, so I think it's a great lesson for everyone out there who is thinking about sports or want to develop a career in sports but are not really in sports or that's not the, the field of study that they have. Uh, just like Dinesh, you guys can, you know, start getting involved by reaching out to contacts or, you know, figuring out how that intersects with um, what you guys do and, uh, you know, seeing where you guys can add value. I think that's... That's a great lesson, Dinesh. And you talk very quickly around um, the the types of businesses and the types of deals and things that you you are involved around. But maybe share with us a little bit more around the types of clients. Uh, is it like federations or is it uh, private companies or more like smaller companies like startups and founders? Like who is it that you interact the most? Maybe for those listenings that listening that could potentially be interested in reaching out and uh, learning more about how you can support them who should reach out uh, who's the type of client that you usually work with sure maybe I should focus very much on football which is what uh, the key driver is at the core of the spotting aspect um, I represent a suite of them to be honest um, from clubs to leagues primarily being the end user and I would take on board agencies for example people who do pre-seasons for clubs and want to partner with leagues and say that, look, we take charge of a pre-season for you. We find accommodation, we take your club, say, from Asia to Europe, Europe to Asia, vice versa, to America today with MLS thriving. We could also look into that angle. Um, I deal with data analytics companies that look into player performance, data, how can we improve fan engagement. And startups who come in with new ideas, very focused, right? For example... Uh, I was dealing with one particular one who's fantastic with storytelling on your mobile applications and how they're able to today just aggregate all of that in a very creative, catchy and snappy way with uh, vertical stories. Yeah, And Ronan, that's something you might be interested in as well because 
when I talk about these startups and what I enjoy dealing with them is the uh, utility and, and applicability is so wide. You could fit them into anywhere, you know, from sports to current affairs to science, if you want to. So I think that's what interests me. You know, I mean, I look into a particular product or a concept that someone has started. I look not just into the story that there was back then, but what's the story to create for the future and how it's going to impact so, yeah, that's very much what I do. Obviously, in the investment side of things, I deal with a fair bit of uh, bankers and trustees who are, you know, in the lookout for investment opportunities and also basically deal-making, right, uh, where you could marry the investors and investments in those places. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting point that you put up there because uh, one of the things that started to happen to me as well is that I started to get in contact with tons of like startups that wanted to share their stories. So I bring them out to the halftime snacks and, and discuss with them what, what they do. Uh, and I also started to get in contact with investors and venture capitalists from all over the world that are also interested in, in, in sharing their stories and, and telling the world what they do. And all of a sudden, like, I'm here listening to the both side of the equation, like, you know, the, the both the, the founders and the investors. And all of a sudden, like, you start to think like, oh, this story fits this story and maybe we put them together, you know, that I feel like that's, that's kind of like how things happen. You know, it's not that like everything's planned. It's just a matter of like, you know, taking that input and then bringing, you know, putting in some creativity or figuring out how you can bring value to both. And then that output is that what shows that, you know? So I don't know. It's just, it's just a, a thing. I, a thing that I, I can relate to what you're discussing um, and sharing. And I mean, from, from your website and the research that I've done, I, I saw that you focus on sponsorships, investments, rights, and esports. And well, you, you mentioned also football. What is your favorite one of those uh, to work on, or, or maybe your preferred one uh, to work on, on uh, specifically? And, and I ask this, and I want to know this because the next question is going to be like some trends that are that you're seeing for. So first of all, what what is your your favorite like area to to work on? Oh, that's a tough one. That's really a tough one. <laughs> uh, they are all fun in different ways uh, and challenging as well to get the deal across the line. Um, but obviously, investment directly into a club, uh, whether it's a partial takeover or an acquisition, a total takeover. I think that is the fun part because you go through rounds of negotiations and you then look into a new horizon for this particular entity right and what could you build i mean you talk about startups and starting with nothing this is not a startup anymore because it obviously has a long-standing history but uh, what do you bring in not just in terms of money but uh, your leadership perspective your management style the culture you build and in football and, and sports in general i think one of the greatest things is that you deal directly with um the ability to impact human life, right? Because your fans involved, there's geography to a particular place attached. And you look into the potential social impact it could create. And I think that's what excites me most because uh, sports goes beyond just the PNL every year or the titles you win. But the titles you win brings about emotions, the way it unites people, you're able to do to, to bring about a close-up fractures, right? And and put a smile on the face no matter how difficult a crisis may be. So yeah, I think that portion. <laughs> Absolutely. And what, what are some of like the trends that you've seen? Uh, not necessarily in, in terms of like things going on around investments, but maybe where are people investing right now? Where kind of like the different sectors, maybe inside football, right? In, inside the same 
industry uh, where do you see the money flowing to or what kind of interest have you sensed you know from that sixth sense that you have from just working and listening to thousands of people or hundreds of people uh, during the years what is now something that's buzzing to to investors or to or to clubs or to entities that are super interested now or that you've seen trending up in the last i don't know year and a half two years i think a couple of things um, one um, in terms of trying to say certain and i speak from an asian perspective especially certain clubs certain leagues certain associations are now trying to professionalize when i say professionalize it's trying to get to the next level and how do they do that and they leverage off not just international partnerships but technology today is a very important component uh, coaches rely on data-based uh, facts and decision making it's no longer just purely i think he's a better player I think he could come on and score goals. Yes, I think instincts are important, but I think today with the great emphasis on data and how decision-making is backed by data and facts, that's obviously one space, right? And tax ability to bridge a gap between continents, between markets, it's, it's probably the biggest strength. Uh, if you look at uh, certain applications that today could do player transfers, if you're an agent or a club far away, but you have a gem of a player, and you want to try and open doors, but you just don't have such context, you're able to leverage off a simple subscription onto a particular application. So I think that's one particular space. The other is a um, fan engagement. I think people now better realize and better value fans themselves because uh, the pandemic obviously has thrown a big spanner and a reminder that there's nothing greater and more important than fans. So I think these two areas, I would say, uh, are key and probably you'd see a greater emphasis on yeah i've seen i've seen this a lot i've seen this in many different ways um you know both inside the stadium outside the stadium um in in people's like phones and in, in people's like experiences like it's a multi-dimensional uh framework like fan engagement involves so many things but it's just a matter of like having the fan feel more connected and uh, that happens you know through many many touch points along his 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 life not only i mean i wrote about this uh, quite recently that uh we've we fans became a very complex to understand the reason is because you know in the past um fans of teams for instance went to the stadium or maybe watched the game on on tv or listened to the game on on the radio but that was it right they had like probably just three experiences and now you can engage in, and experience the team on a 24 7 basis like through different social media apps or channels you know you can be in touch with so many different channels and and that makes it complicated for teams or marketers out there to actually understand what's going on like what what does this fan want right what what does he value um so i feel like data data analytics as you mentioned um has helped a lot in that in that sense to help us understand the the complexity of the fan and the, the motives that drive us right so i think it's an exciting space is there any other technology uh or different applications aiding back to um sports operations or the things that you've seen uh let's call it the back end right not not the entertainment itself 
uh, but more like how things get done or how different sponsorships uh, happen or in in terms of like rights, rights holding. Um, Is there any uh, specific technology that you've seen uh, starting to be more relevant uh, now and that you probably also recommend or advise clients to use or to adopt? Uh, Just tell us a little bit more about how you see that, that element of technology in in the whole operation side of sports yeah i think i think there's no one singular answer to this in terms of one tech player because there are a few that are represented obviously i'm tied down by certain NDAs. Um, but it, you know you you correctly pointed out about how complex it is to understand uh, fan behavior and interest because if you are a basketball fan and you are a basketball club trying to engage a fan it may be slightly different than a football club sitting in the UK because you know the expectations are different, cultures are different, the engagement is completely different. You know, basketball are four quarters, you have breaks in between, you try and leverage off those. As compared to football, a 15-minute halftime break, uh, pre, pre-match, post-match, that's very much the spaces you're targeting. Um, and let's not forget, the generations of fans are also quite wide. You know, you've got absolutely young guys today who are literally glued to their phones. And you can't forget the diehard long-standing fans who are far older and probably aren't as engaged on the phones as the younger ones are. So if you look at the, the, the kind of um, fan engagement methods and, and strategies adopted by certain entities, it has to be far and overarching and not able to reach this. So data analytics in these spaces, to be able to collect data on particular fans, their behaviors, their likes, interests. This is where I think uh, these platforms that we just spoke about have a good reach. And the other portion is, uh, I think you would have seen a, a real uptick in the, in, in the NFT and fan tokenization portions. Uh, it, not, it really gives you a direct impact and, and that ownership into being part of a club, right? Uh, while it may be in the, cyber, in the cyber world, it may not be tangible per se or fungible per se, but uh, you are able to now say, I truly own a piece of this that's truly uniquely mine and I have a direct stake in it. So again, it, this is how tech is able to give you that direct ownership and the, it's emotional connection that goes beyond just putting dollars and cents. So I think uh, the tech space has obviously accelerated this in many ways. And while there may be certain uh, skepticism around that the NFT is going to be a bubble that's waiting to burst, etc. I think if you don't hop on it, you're going to miss out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You, you spoke a little bit about how storytelling is not only th- something to understand, um, the story or the the past towards where we're right now but it's also a matter of understanding like what does it want to become in the future um so maybe just as a last question that i have regarding trident what is what is trident look like in a couple of years uh where where do you see it evolving or how do you see it adapting to these new changes and um like what are your your long-term goals with it oh uh Primarily, we want to be the go-to dealmaker where we're able to strategize for anyone. So I see myself more as a strategist than just being a mere consultant. So we come up with the right strategy to take this forward. 
and you know we work with a suite of professionals in this uh, very much white gloving so yeah your go-to strategic partner that's what i want to be i love it i love it uh and now before we before before we leave i always you know ask a more personal question to get to know the guests and uh, the way they think the one i have for you it's also quite simple uh but it, i want to know what's the the book you've recommended the most or you gifted the most any book that you've read that uh impacted you and you recommend often uh can you recommend one for for the audience here Wow. Uh, I, I personally like autobiographies. I, I've read a few, very much Singaporean ones. Uh, there's a famous lawyer, Subhash Anandan, his one, his autobiographies, really simple read, an ambassador by the name of Mr. Kesopani. I recommend these two. What is it about autobiographies that you love? Yeah, I like to, I like to see the insight, the journey that someone has taken, the turning points, the, the hardship they felt. Mm. It's really about the rebound. So mm. I am someone who's not, you know, came through the systems with uh, the idiot level kind of a story, right? Where I went through all the brand name schools. No, I took very unconventional paths uh, to reach where I am. And I think reading into someone else's uh, story gives you not just inspiration, but also draws hope and, and certain direction. So that's what I enjoy most. very much for tuning in if you enjoy this episode hit the subscribe button and leave a review on apple podcasts if you enjoy learning about the business and technology behind sports make sure you subscribe to the sports tech biz newsletter i'll leave the link in the show notes see you all next week bye bye